This podcast is brought to you by sarahraven.com, which is home to everything you need for a truly beautiful and productive garden. You'll also find great and essential gardening kit and stylish, lovely things to have in your house to bring the outside indoors, all inspired by the garden and the house being tied together. There's also plenty of garden inspiration, how-to videos and specialist growing guides. So head over to sarahraven.com today to discover even more. Welcome to Grow, Cook, Eat, Arrange, the podcast of me, Sarah Raven and Arthur Parkinson. And today we're actually going to talk about something that we both feel really passionate about, which is what to give for Valentine's Day. So I'm sure if any of you have listened to us before, you will know that we, <laughs> we're not pro the red rose um, from the supermarket because of the great cost, really, to the planet of that in, in many, many ways. And I'm sure you will know about that. So we're not going to sit and be preachy, but turn it to the positive and think about nice things that we might want to receive or to give uh, for Valentine's Day. I mean, I come from a family, my husband really, I, I don't think I've even ever had a Valentine's Day card. So it, it's, it's, not, it's not sort of big in my family. But I do think February is a pretty dreary month in this country. And so having something almost like Christmas in December, it's rather lovely to think about lovely, nice things that are very seasonal. So that's the theme that we're going to follow. So Arthur, what first of all, what might you like to give rather than receive? What are you thinking you might give? Well, I'm I'm a bit like you. I'm not lovey-dovey about it. And to be honest, some years it just goes by. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was thinking about this and... Um, I'm becoming more and more allergic to the phone. And I think the horrible yeah. thing about a phone is all these photos that are lovely that you take through the year, they're stored on this device and you don't appreciate or find the joy of them like you do from traditional printed off photos. Mm. So I think what I'm going to do, particularly for someone, say, like my grandma Sheila, who hasn't got an iPhone and doesn't take photos, mm. I'm going to print out all the photos I've got of her garden through the year and oh, maybe nice. just put it in a nice little book or jotter that, you know, the kind of thing you get given for Christmas just lies there and collects dust. <laughs> mm. um, and I just, I was thinking about that and I thought how how much joy you get from photos if you print them off. Whereas if they stay on your phone, they're not magical and they don't give you a, oh, it's so nice to see that. They're not a real memory. Yeah. So I'd say to anyone, rather than spending, you know, 10 quid on roses, mm. go to the Photoshop and spend 10 quid on printing out photos off your phone you've got them then and then they become special mm. and they become a memory so that's what I'm going to do this this February for my gram I love that I love that idea that is such a good idea so mm. my idea for giving I thought well I, I'd, I want to do two I mean you've probably got another one as well the first thing is I, I have talked about it before on the podcast but do you know I love mini landscapes and I think particularly in mm. the winter the whole idea of just getting a tray and filling it with a few sort of lichen-y rocks or whatever and some moss and going to the garden centre or going, you know, wherever online and buying perhaps a, a proper native primrose, perhaps a cowslip. I was thinking perhaps uh, a little clump of snowdrop, 
which you can dig up from your garden and then put them out there again afterwards. Uh, perhaps even something taller like a snowflake, a leucogium. And of course, for Valentine's Day, the most brilliant thing uh, that is guaranteed to be in flower in the middle of February is Iris reticulata. And so mm. one or all or some of those I'm going to make into a mini landscape in a shallow tray or a bowl, put loads of uh, grit in the bottom so it's properly drained. And then I'm going to, I'm just going to put a big ribbon over that and I'm going to give that to Adam and we will then enjoy it on our table um, in the kitchen for a month or so. And then, as I say, it's incredibly sustainable because anything that I've bought, I'll then plant in the garden and anything that I've dug up from the garden, I'll just put back and give it a rest and, until next year. So yeah, that that's my plan. Yeah, because there's lots in the garden centres, isn't there? In fact, I stumbled on on YouTube an episode of Gardener's World that you did about Valentine's Day. Oh. And in it, you'd got a lovely bowl and you just literally bought, I think it would have been three of those gorgeous primroses that are bred to look like auriculas, the lace, oh, gold lace yes, ones. gold lace, yeah. And you just filled a lovely bowl with them and, you know, chucked in some leaves and moss and some branches. And it's the kind of thing that if you did walk into a, a posh garden centre, you know, that would set you back 40 quid. Yeah. But if you can go to a nursery, particularly, you know, one of the specialist ones and they all do mail order now you can get so many beautiful things at this time of year and and as you say the they can all be planted out into the lawn can't they and they just come back every year yeah so it's totally sustainable really really good and and you know if you if you don't want red and you just want white then as i say the snowflake or leucogium and that will flower inside for four or five weeks which is a great deal longer than bought roses whether white or red so yeah i think um, that's definitely my plan. Well, I love the phrase from acorn to oak trees, you know, the whole idea of sowing th- something from seed that's so tiny and then getting something so splendid. So I also thought for friends that I'm going to see over that time, I-, I would give them, because they're gardeners, some perennials that you can grow from seed, which, you know, is a sort of present of affection from me, but it'll it'll be in their garden forever because they're perennials. So I'm, I'm going to go for a pack of verbena rigida. And I, I really love the new, very airy verbena bampton. And I'm going to try and get some seed of that. And then Dahlia Bishop's Children is one of the most fantastic first year flowering perennials from seed, very easy to germinate. And you'll get flowers the first year with both of those, both the verbenas and the dahlia. And then it's there forever. And then I thought I would also add in a pack of Gara and a pack of Erigeron. So both of those, again, really easy to grow, really easy to germinate. First year flowering perennials that will then be in the friend's garden forever afterwards. So I think from acorn to oak trees is another theme. And that's what I'm going to put on the card. Yeah, that's so nice. And I'm, I'm my dad's birthday is actually on Valentine's Day. Is it? Yeah, it is. He was called Nicky Valentine by his mum. <laughs> um But he's got gaps in his front hedge and it's still, well, I think it's prime bare root planting time. Mm. So I'm going to order him some bare root whips, probably of Hawthorne, because it's the easiest time to get these things into the ground, isn't it? It's been so wet. Yeah, yeah. And they establish better. They don't look particularly flamboyant, do they? No. But it's still like your perennial seed mix. It's something that as long as it's planted, it will be there forever. Yeah. And, um, you know, a nice useful gift because these gaps are quite colossal that he's got in his hedge. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a great idea. So then what about receiving? What would you like 
to get for Valentine's Day. I, I sort of thought that was quite a good thing for us also to think about because we're, <laughs> we're not very good at receiving presents, Arthur and, and I, you know, we have to admit that. Um, I'm not either and, and we both find it quite embarrassing. But anyway, what, um, what, what do you fancy? Um, if, I, if I was to ask for something that I would wear, I like these, they're like badgers by this woman on Etsy called Flutter, Flutter by Me, I think. And she does all native butterflies mm. as either pin badgers or you can put them in your hair. And every, t- every year I wear them, often for Chelsea, and I lose them within the week because they mm. come off. So I've got two left. So I think if I was to ask for some, mm. I'd ask for a new painted lady and a new red admiral. <laughs> That's so nice. So Actually, a, a gift, yeah. So just just sort of coming out of Christmas time, I have this new, not as a new rule, but actually as a child, my parents had a jigsaw of coastal ducks. And it's, do you know, it's so good because even now um, in my early 60s, if I go for a walk on the seaside where there's good bird life, I can identify them because I learnt as I was doing the puzzles. So things like magansas and Ida duck and all these different ducks. Anyway, so um, wow. one of the things that I I would really like, I think, is a learn as you go puzzle. And funnily enough, I, butterflies for me because I mean I know obviously the orange tip, I know the peacock, I know the red admiral. You know, I do know those, but there are sort of more kind of a delicate brown kind of flecked ones that aren't so distinctive, like the fritillaries and things that I really, really want to learn. So I think a puzzle of our British native butterflies, perhaps with an incredibly exotic swallowtail creeping in there because we have seen them in the garden here because they float over the channel. Yes, three times wow. we've seen them. And I couldn't believe it, but then there was a, a, a record that they'd been seen in Hastings. So I think on, on sort of the right wind, they do come over from France occasionally and they're incredibly exciting. You must find out what their caterpillars like to eat then, mustn't yeah. you? And plant a big swathe of it. It's true, and I'm ashamed <laughs> to say I don't know, but that is such a good point. And the puzzle ideally would have the caterpillar as mm. well as the as well as the beautiful butterfly and exactly what what is required for the caterpillar diet. And then the other thing I I really love in February is to think about perfume. So when I was thinking about what I would like, one of the things that we don't have here, well, we have have, um, some lilacs called a blue meringue after a boomerang. Oh, I love that name. Because, Because... I mean, it, it, basically because they're meant to flower and flower and then stop and then come round again and then come round again like a boomerang. Anyway, there's, there's a whole lot of new syringas which have a very, very long flowering season from spring right through summer called the Meiri, M-E-Y-E-R-I. And so that I, I really want to plant a white, a pink and a more mauvey, purpley one so that I can pick boughs of it and I know people really divide on this and some people feel very superstitious and that you should never pick lilac and bring it into the house it brings bad luck but I adore that smell and uh, I just want to have a little sprig I'll sear the stem end in boiling water which makes it last if I do it for 20 seconds they last about a week before they drop their flowers and um, so I thought I would really like um, one of those new uh, really delicate flowered lilacs the syringa mayorize Beautiful. Any plants that you you would like to be given as a present, Arthur? Well, just looking out now, I've got some sticks of the lovely Cornus. Um, I think it's Annie's win- winter orange or mm. just winter orange. 
I've got one plant to that that came came from you actually, and I think to be honest, I'd like more of them because mm. they are this time of year so viridant and beautiful. Mm. I was quite good at doing presents for my birthday, and I asked for roses, so they they arrived as bare root. But I've yet to plant a metabolis, so I would like oh, a yes. metabolis rose actually. Yes, because I, I love I, It's one of those things I always see it at your in your garden and think, oh, I must plant one, and for one reason or another, I never do. There's another one called Bengal Crimson. Which, yeah, I've got that in. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I but love I've it. not got your traditional okay. favourite, so I want I want them both together. Actually, okay, yeah, because that beautiful open habit, very like a butterfly. And um, mm. I love timeless purple. And our friend Caroline, who we go on lecture tours with, Caroline Neville, mm. she's crazy about rose timeless purple. And I've always grown it here, but you know when you grow lots of roses, somehow. It's quite difficult to focus on one as being outstanding. But because she was crazy about it, I've really watched it in 2023. I really watched when it came into flower, how long it flowered, did I pick it? Did it have a nice perfume? You know, was it easy to, was it quite sort of contained, easy to prune, all that? And I, I would say Rose Timeless Purple is an absolute cracker. So it's taken over for me from, from one like Gertrude Jekyll or Rose Duresh, which in that sort of intense pinky, you know, really rich pink into purple. Timeless Purple is is a very, very good one with a good vase life. So I definitely would have that on my Valentine's Yes, Please list. Yeah, it thrives on being cut too, doesn't it? Yeah. And I mean, I've taken Gertrude Jekyll out of the garden this year. Have you? And I've had to move a lot of the other roses around because we've got a washing line that goes straight through our little garden. Yeah. When we've got the, the bedding hanging out and you've got the roses in full growth, mm. there's nothing worse than the roses catching things. <laughs> so I've had to have a big rose move around. But that's the lovely thing about this time of year, you know, Valentine's Day, you can move things yeah. and plant new things. So it's the easiest time really to be out in the garden. I yeah. mean, I think that's a present in itself if you're... If you're good at pruning, if you're good at doing that kind of job, get out there and do it all for your beloved. Yeah. Um, or do it together. Yeah, you know, do it together. In a kind Although, of, I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> if you can, it doesn't always work out, does it? No, but, you know, rather than rushing through or going out for some fancy dinner, why not say let's mm. spend two hours or an hour pruning um, together and just making the garden look fantastic for next spring? And I know some people feel it's like sort of cleaning the house, but actually once you get through that slightly impatient, oh, this is boring, and you just you go with it, actually having mm. that time together, I find, I mean, Adam really is not a gardener because he does think it's like getting the hoover out somehow. But occasionally when I can persuade him to do things like help me planting my cut flower patch or something, I, I see him quite getting into it and quite kind of not looking at his watch and not thinking I must get back to my computer and, and actually just dwelling in the moment. And of course, you know, in February, I mean, the birds aren't mega, but they're just beginning to sort of start with, you know, more, more song and, and thinking about partners and, and making babies. And so it can on a beautiful day, it can be rather magical, I think. So what we're saying is perhaps not, or not even perhaps not, the cellophane wrap of roses or even lilies or whatever, which have been flown from the other side or substantially far away. But think of things that are naturally in season in the garden and things to make the most of any decent batch of weather that we might have over that, say, week around Valentine's Day. And so hopefully 
lots of ideas. Any more to add, Arthur? I think I've, those are the ones that I wanted to chat about. I, I think the nicest thing you've brought to this is is spend time with your loved ones. Yeah. I think do do yeah. that, particularly if you're lucky enough to have a sunny day where you can get out in the garden. Yeah. Go out in the garden, have a cup of tea, green yeah. the roses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't have to spend any money then. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Good. All right. Well, lovely to chat, Arthur. And to you. Thanks so much for listening to Grow Cookie to Range about what Arthur and I love and would love to give for Valentine's Day. And then very kindly, actually, Arthur has been reading my book, my new book, A Year Full of Pots, cover to cover. So he's going to chat to me about why I wrote the new book as part of the A Year Full of series, but really how and why I'm so passionate about pots and feel qualified to write about them. You can find more information, photos and advice sheets on all the plants and recipes we talk about on this podcast by heading to the show notes or at sarahraven.com forward slash podcast.